Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. My name is Angela Freeman. I am your podcast host for today's podcast. We are in season two of the AAP. This podcast is coming to you to help you find inspiration to feel awesome in your life, to create more sustainable, healthy habits, to basically find more joy. 2016, that's the goal, Steering the, setting the steering wheel for more joy. So this is episode three of season two, and this is episode three of, I think it's an eight-pack that we're, I'm doing here for um, this setting the steering wheel for joy. So today's podcast is about exercise for joy, movement for joy, and uh, it's interesting because... Um, this was a talk I did on Tuesday night, and I had it all set up, and I was recording, and somehow it didn't record, and I have nothing. So rather than putting you into the live feed of the talk, I'm just going to do the talk here. So I'm actually really flying solo today, and we'll see how this goes. Uh, I hope that you like it. There are some worksheets in the podcast notes that you would probably like to download for this podcast. I'm going to definitely go with that angle like I did in the workshop because it's really powerful when we get to write and have images to back up just listening to my lovely melodious voice in your headset. <laughs> anyway, uh, just a teeny bit about me in case you haven't been listening to my podcast. I am an eating psychology coach. I am also a personal trainer for the last 16 years. So this podcast about exercise and movement for more joy is coming from a e dynamic eating psychology standpoint, from my standpoint and journey as a personal trainer, and also from my journey in sobriety. I've been sober for over 12 years now. So lots of things influencing this. Interestingly, when I was preparing for this talk, I had a very mixed group. I had people coming that are definitely solid in their exercise program and people that probably would benefit from starting, sharpening, focusing more on their exercise program. So it was interesting to put together a talk that would affect, be hopefully inspirational and effective for both groups. Uh, and the good news is I had really good feedback from both sides of the group. So whether you are already locked into a great exercise program or if you're needing inspiration to get on an exercise program, uh, hopefully you'll find this beneficial. That is my hope for you today. And so without further ado, we're going to jump right in. Um, I do want to share with you one brief little story. If you've been following the podcast, you've heard this with Angela's beginnings. But basically, I've been on both sides of that exercise journey. Uh, when I was in college, well, I started exercising when I was 13 and a half, 14 years old, and I was teetering on the edge of 
obsession with that, even that early. I think it started out really healthy, but it turned into a very serious stress management behavior for me that then led to exercise bulimia. And this is back, by the time I got to college, it was full-blown exercise bulimia. I was unable to stop exercising, even if I was tired. And in fact, when I was too tired to keep going, it was devastating, um, unreasonably so. Um, for those of you not familiar, exercise bulimia is a version, an eating disorder, exercise disorder, um, spiritual malady, basically, when instead of throwing up the food, one would exercise according to how much one had eaten, and that was certainly me. And in fact, my it became so bad that I was unable to go back and finish my senior year of college. So it was life-threatening for me then, and um, not only is it life-threatening, it was incredibly lonely. So, and it was back in the early 90s, so there wasn't a whole lot of help. I, I was looking pretty actively because I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't figure it out. And then I ended up not going back to school. I saw some therapists. It didn't really work. The one therapist said, well, you're going to gain weight. And I don't remember anything else he said. I was like, hello, I'm not going to gain weight. That's not acceptable. Uh, so that was the end of that. And then rather than continuing down that road, I am very good at cross addiction. So what happened at that point, instead of getting healing, growing and evolving, I just switched. I found alcohol. So there you go. That was, um, that was my story. And then the other side, I have been on the other side at least twice in my life significantly where I wasn't exercising and I needed to start exercising again. I know it's good for me. I know it's good for my health, but most importantly, it's what I do for a job. <laughs> And after being sick and being injured on these two occasions, um, it was really interesting. I, I found I didn't like exercising, and I ended up having to start way at the beginning. And it was actually great because it made me really understand, um, at least partially understand, I should say, what other people go through who don't enjoy exercising. Now, when I go through the steps that I take or I suggest with my clients to start exercising, I actually do end up like exercising, so I don't know that I completely understand that, but boy, I do get how hard it is to get back on track. So I've been on both sides. I hope this is helpful. We're going to jump right in. So you've downloaded and printed out the exercise and movement to increase joy levels, I hope. I hope you enjoyed the little Psalm e-cards cartoon. If you're not watching it I'll just read it to you I'm not sure if it'll be quite as funny but it says I exercised once but found I was allergic to it my skin flushed and my heart raced I got sweaty and short of breath very dangerous ha 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 um exercise and movement so I have a little definition here of exercise and movement you know exercise is more of a masculine term we talked about masculine and feminine so if you're really in your feminine and having a hard time figuring out how to get started exercising, it might be really helpful for you to use the word exercise, for you to have a schedule, for you to write down some goals with a calendar. I'm going to walk three days a week for 30 minutes. Some of you in totally in your masculine, this might be even a better resonating word for you um, you know, I'm going to go exercise. That sounds powerful and 
great. And so there's nothing wrong with that. It's very awesome. Um, a little bit different word is movement. That can be most, you know, exercise we kind of think about the gym or going for a run. A certain amount of time I'm moving and then I'm done. Movement can be an ever ongoing thing throughout the day. The definition actually says an act of changing physical location or position. Interestingly enough, from a health standpoint, increasing your movement will do a lot for you. You don't actually have to go and and officially exercise in order to see health benefits. But basically, if we're looking to be healthier, we need to get up and change physical location or positions quite a lot. We are doing too much sitting in the car, at our desks, um, in front of the television. We have got to get moving. That is a really big deal uh, for health, for your heart. So whatever word works for you, some people really in their feminine are going to do better with this idea of movement because that's going to open the door to more possibilities of what do I really like to do. If you don't like going to the gym and sitting on an exercise bike or hoisting weights around, don't don't do it. Go outside and take a walk, try a dance class, throw on the music um, at your home and just dance around, park the car two blocks away from the grocery store and get your strength work and carrying the groceries, uh, go for a walk with your kids, go play in the backyard with your kids. I mean, moving, moving, moving. It doesn't have to be this official exercise session in order to get huge health benefits. So page two of our worksheets, a few reasons to exercise and move. Most of you are probably going to know most of these, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on them, but I do want to just run through these for you and just hopefully inspire you. If you're not, especially if you're not exercising right now or moving a lot right now, maybe this will spark you into wanting to do some more movement. That would be great. This podcast is all about inspiration. You know, Moving is so important. It does so many great things for us, but um, it definitely, this is the list that kind of tells us why and what will help us increase our joy level. So number one, exercise or movement combats health, health conditions and diseases. So there's a quote here from the mayoclinic.org, and it says, worried about heart disease, hoping to prevent high blood pressure, no matter what your current weight. I'm going to just start that again. No matter what your current weight, being active boosts high-density lipoprotein, LDL, or the quote-unquote good cholesterol, and decreases unhealthy triglycerides. This one-two punch keeps your blood flowing smoothly, which decreases your risk of cardiovascular diseases. In fact, regular physical activity, so they're calling it physical activity. They're not saying exercise or movement. So Regular physical activity can help you prevent or manage a wide range of health problems and concerns, including stroke, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, depression, certain types of cancer, arthritis, and falls. Woo! That's from the mayoclinic.org. They've got a great, some great blogs on there. Uh, number two, exercise and movement improves mood. So we sort of talked about that in the above quote. Uh, you know, it can be just elevate your mood for the rest of the day or the next couple hours. And it also can can treat moods lo- more long-term, like depression. There's some research out there. Um, I didn't spend a ton of time looking up actual studies for you. If you're interested in that, it's 
pretty easy just to put it into Google and you'll find the science that'll back this stuff up. Exercise and movement boosts energy. So this is also from the Mayo Clinic. Regular physical activity can improve your muscle strength and boost your endurance. Exercise and physical activity deliver oxygen and nutrients to your tissues and help you help your cardiovascular system work more efficiently. This is the part I loved about this quote. Here we go. And when your heart and lungs work more efficiently, you have more energy to go about your daily chores. So basically, in case that didn't land for you, let me break it down. If you're going into the gym and exercising, lifting weights, you're getting your muscles, your heart, your lungs, everything stronger so that when you go to the grocery store and you have to carry all your groceries up your stairs when you get home, it's not going to be as fatiguing to your heart, your lungs, and your muscles because those things have been Got, have been strengthened by your exercise program. So there's a little plug for weights or yoga or something like that, but it doesn't matter. It's just going to help you feel less fatigued throughout the day. And who doesn't want more energy? I mean, come on. Whew. Four, exercise and movement promote better sleep. You can Google that. Exercise and movement help you get embodied. So when I'm talking about embodiment here, I'm talking about it from a dynamic eating psychology standpoint, and we're talking about being in your body. So when you're fully embodied, you're in your body, you're present, that is actually being scientifically studied by a guy named Matt Killingsworth. Google Matt Killingsworth TED Talk. And he talks about this app that he created where he sends out these texts to people and asks them, their level of happiness and what they're doing and basically if they are present or if they're out in the future or out in the past. And sure enough, being in the present is going to, is proven to make people, that people are happier. So even if what you're doing in the present isn't necessarily pleasant, present, pleasant, I was trying to reach for that word, pleasant, um, or enjoyable, it doesn't really matter because actually being more present will lead to more happiness. So being in your body, landing in your body right here, I'm sitting in a chair, my feet are on the floor, my hands are moving around because I'm talking, I'm watching my fingers in front of the computer screen. Those types of things bring me into the moment and get me embodied, and so does any kind of exercise. So it's worth it if you want to be happier, and we're talking about joy, so definitely there. Number six is very much the same, similar exercise or movement improved body image. Um, first of all, being embodied is the number one way to improve body image. So being in your body, being present, observing your body, that's the number one way to start improving body image and then the second part of that is when you're actually stronger in your body you feel better about your body and they've done studies on women who lift weights they say women who lift weights like their bodies more even if their body size doesn't change so there's a little shameless plug for lifting weights I do own a strength training gym and that is what I teach and so I am a little partial to that but um it can be huge for helping you improve your body image. And there's all kinds of ways to lift weights. There's no right or wrong. Um, there's CrossFit wave now that may float your boat. That doesn't float my boat, but for some people that's awesome. It's, you're very accountable. Um, I really like functional strength training. That's what I do. 
There's all kinds of, um, you know, there's a lot of yoga now that incorporates strong strength training. So I encourage you to just check out different options. Uh, I'm a big fan of groups. Um, I don't really like doing things on my own. Um, so try that. Maybe you fly solo. You could hire a personal trainer. That's a really good idea. Be like, you know, even if you have limited and you can't just do a trainer all the time, take 500 bucks. Find someone who's good. That means go observe them, talk to them, interview them, ask them if you can interview them. Let them know, I want to learn how to do this. Um, I have $500 to invest. What can you help me do? And, and most trainers, if, if you come in and you're serious about wanting how to learn this, they'll work with you and they'll teach you how to do it on your own. It's, it's, it just open your mind to the possibilities here. So. Uh, here we go. Exercise and movement help maintain mobility as we age. So that was also sort of referred to in the first, very first quote way back up there where it was saying that, in fact, regular physical activity can help you prevent or manage a wide range of health problems and concerns, including stroke, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, blah, 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 and falls. So basically being stronger, being embodied, um, doing these things, it's going to keep you moving better as you age. So I have a couple clients at the gym right now that are in their 70s, and they've been exercising their whole life, and these people rock, and I'm not kidding you. I mean, they're so strong and amazing, but they didn't start working out three years ago when they were 68. You know what I'm saying here? I'm talking about, like, they've been doing this, and I do have another client that's in, only in her 60s and she really struggles with, she's already had to give up several sports, skiing and doing things, and now she's trying to get it back. And I'm not saying she can't because God bless her, she's in there and I love her, I adore her, but um, boy is it inspirational to me to keep moving because it's much harder to start this stuff later in life. So get on it people, get on it. No, that's not what we're saying, okay. That's kind of what I'm saying, but in a very nice way, positive, inspirational way, because that's my, that's how I roll. All right, let's see, that was number eight. Number nine, exercise can help you lose weight, but it is more effective for weight maintenance. So here's the thing. It seems like almost any time we're talking about exercising, this whole weight loss thing comes up. Like, I don't want to exercise because it doesn't really help me lose weight, or I'm only going to get on this good eating plan and exercise when I want to lose weight. Like, if those things are working, then I say continue on, but please, please, please don't let how much you weigh stop you from moving or be the only reason why you are moving. We're doing it for health. We're doing it for all these other reasons. And unfortunately, if you love exercising or fortunately, if you don't love exercising, it's just not the best way to lose weight anyway. So that's a bummer or not a bummer. It depends on how you feel about exercise, like I said. I, the next page on my worksheets, it's talking about losing weight and shape-shifting. This page is coming back in the spring when we do my Your Summer Body series, which is going to be awesome. I'm very excited about that. But I thought I'd throw it in here now because I feel like, again, it's so important that our motivation for exercising doesn't strictly come from a point of changing our body shape. Like, let's start to reframe that. This is important because of my health. Because not everyone's going to lose weight when they start exercising. It's just not going to happen. 
And if losing weight and shape shifting is really important to you, there's a lot of other venues that need to be addressed in order for that to be sustainable. The few things I have on here are self-love, spiritual connection, lifestyle changes. Anyone who's had, most anyone who's had significant weight loss that has maintained it has had a major lifestyle change, a job, a marriage, a divorce, kids. For me, it's a new dog. <laughs> no. Um, what's your sense of purpose on the planet? Are you doing that? Do you feel needed? Are you contributing? Are you giving back? That's a huge part of weight loss and shape shifting. Self care practices. Are you know how how well are you taking care of yourself outside of exercise and diet? Are you getting your hair done? Are you getting massage? Do you you know rest during the day? Are you take you know do you rest on the weekends or do you work seven days a week? Self care can be a huge. Genetics, of course, play a part. Diet, of course, we all know that. We're not getting into that. Connection to others. How, how are you feeling about your relationships? Those, all these things can affect how we lose weight. So let's not just get caught up that the, and of course, exercise, but that's just one of many, many things. So that's a little preview of what's coming in the spring. So basically, after that little motivational, inspirational list that I just read you, you know that you need to be moving and you need to be exercising. So how can we make it happen at a higher joy frequency? I have here my pictures of my personal trainer, which is Lucky Freeman, my plot hound that I rescued last November. He gets me outside even more than ever, and we see sunrises together at least four, three or four days a week now. Um, and that's one way that I've made my joy level higher. Um, so let's talk about some ideas here. And if you didn't get out the sheets, that's totally okay. We are going to, I am going to time you. I don't, I'm not quite as talented as Heno. Well, not quite. I'm not even close. <laughs> let's call it spade a spade. Uh, so I don't really, I'm not going to fill in music for you, but hopefully you have your pen out and you will just be uh, writing away and it won't matter. The first question that you're going to write, if you, don't, if you didn't download these sheets, just grab some scrap paper. You don't have to have the fancy sheets. The first thing that you're going to write about is you're going to write about your motivation. Why are you moving or not moving the way you are? So if you're someone who's already locked into an awesome exercise program, what's motivating you? Is it coming from an obsession? Is it coming from love? Is it coming from... I have to do this or I'm going to put on two pounds. What, what's your motivation? And if you're, not, if you're not moving, what's stopping you? What's your motivation for not? What's your excuses? Is it because you're working, your kids, you don't have time, you don't like it? You, write this down, okay? Now, if you don't have anything, just put the pen down and just start writing and just kind of see what pops up, okay? So you're going to check your motivation. You only have one minute on this one. If you did download my cute sheet, there's a cute picture of a bunny with a carrot. I'm a big fan of the carrot instead of the stick, but here we go. I'm going to give you one minute. Ready? Everybody write. Oop, there was my beep. Turn that up. Ooh, I don't want to make that too loud in the microphone.
almost there, finishing it up. Do, 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 do. Okay, perfect. So hopefully you got a little information there. Number two, next sheet. How do you want your body to feel and perform for you in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years? Now, this is an important question for both people that are not moving or exercising and people that are possibly flirting with exercise obsession or doing exercise that they hate and don't know. How do you want to feel doing this in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years? If you're over-exercising or you're doing something that hurts your body, how do you think your body's going to feel with 10 more years of this? Is it sustainable? Does it make sense? Does, are you, are you going to need knee replacements? How does that feel? So you're going to write on this one for two minutes, and you can either write a paragraph about all of it, or you could start with the five years, then do the 10, then do the 15. See if anything pops up. How do you want your body to be moving for you? I mean, I know when I did this, I definitely want my body to be moving really well for me five years from now, 10, and especially 15 years from now. Uh, I'm going to be, what am I going to be? Oh my gosh, I'm going to be 61 in 15 years. And yeah, I want to be, you know, doing yoga, playing with my dogs, you know, active snowboarding, doing all that stuff. So I, you know, I want to make sure that the exercise I'm doing, I'm taking care of my body. I'm not beating it to a pulp. Um, and you want to make sure you're taking care of your body, not leaving it on the couch too much. So two minutes, here you go. Halfway. If I was a singer, I would sing to you, but I am not, so I will spare you. You're welcome. Okay, great job, everybody. Pins down or not. I'm not there watching. You could always pause the podcast if you want to do more. 
All right, so number three question for everyone who's doing this lovely work. By the way, congratulations on doing this. This is so good to be doing this writing. It's very disciplined. Um, it's so good to take the time to check in. How's it going? We are moving too fast these days and reacting to life instead of um, being in it. So it's wonderful if you're taking the time to actually do some introspective work right now. I'm very proud of you. And if you're not and you're just fast forwarding, I, that's totally awesome too because we support everybody wherever they are on the journey. Okay, number three, are you getting the appropriate dose? If so, what feels good about it? And if not, what is preventing that? So the appropriate dose, and you know, it's interesting because like I shared before, it can be too much or be coming from a place of not super healthy that happens so if it's too much write that down if it's too little write that down uh what feels good about it what doesn't feel good about it two minutes just getting honest here here we go i by the way i'm shuffling around a little bit because i'm getting ready to go do some movement with lucky i didn't realize my I don't know what I did, that it didn't record. So anyway, I'm trying to knock this back. So I apologize for the shuffling around, but it's all in the name of going out and doing some movement. So that should be okay. Okay, I'm going to be quiet so you can read. Great. I'm sure there's a way to mute that, but again, beyond my podcasting cap capabilities at this moment, we're almost there. You have 30 more seconds. Write, write, keep writing. We love to write. Alrighty, good job. And the quote on this one is, the right dose differentiates a poison from a remedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The right dose differentiates a poison from a remedy. There you go, people. Um, isn't that true? I mean, too much, too much of anything is not okay, and too little of some things is not okay. So, all right, number four question. We're moving right along. What would you commit to trying that might increase the joy level in your life with regards to how you exercise and move? What will you commit to trying that might increase your joy level in your life with regards to how you exercise or move? Now, I'm going to give you two minutes on this and think baby steps and 
think possibilities. You don't actually have to show this list to anybody and you certainly don't have to do it. But if you can open up your mind, tap into the creative side, not the linear, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out side, not your masculine side, which is awesome because we're going to pull that in later. But your feminine side, which says, I don't, it doesn't really matter. Let's just pretend, create, brainstorm, uh, go with our intuition. Just don't be limited. Um, what will you commit to trying? And, and for me, you know, one of my biggest commitments to more joy was actually to let go of being so scheduled around exercise. I have, I have my exercise scheduled for the two days a week I work out with my group um, strength training. So that's just the way that goes. But, um, the rest of it, I, and then I used to be super scheduled. Like I did this on Saturday and I did that on Tuesday and I did this and that and blah, 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 and this amount. And so part of my evolution towards more joy was to let go of all of that, except for the two that I work out with a group and listen and wake up with the feeling of I'm going to, how do I feel like moving today? Is it a walk? Is it a skin up the mountain? Is it a run? Is it a short hike? Do I need the day off? Am I going to just do yoga? Am I going to do big yoga? Am I do yet? So it was very interesting because it wasn't, this doesn't necessarily mean commit to doing more <laughs> at all. It might be committing to doing less. It might be committing to how you feel. It might be committing to putting it on the calendar and actually doing it, okay? So it's different for different people. I hope this is helpful. Number four, what will you commit? What will you commit your writing to trying that might increase the joy level in your life with regards to how you exercise or move? Think creativity here. Two minutes. We're almost done. This is four of five questions. You're doing great. talking again. I'm making them my favorite lemonade. Um, it's a little organic lemon juice and some vanilla stevia. OMG, people. OMG. 30 seconds. Keep on writing if you can. You can just repeat yourself if you can't think of anything else to write. I'm sure my next lesson with Heno, he's going to teach me how to take out the background noise, which will be awesome. Okay, that's it. Two minutes. Last question. So why is this commitment important to you? So 
the fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you're on the journey with me to more joy or you wouldn't be listening. So that's one big why. I want to have more joy. Hello. Um, but the why is important. And the quote I have on here is, he who has a why can endure anyhow. This is the thing. Let's inspire ourselves with our whys. Is it because you want to be able to play with your grandkids someday? Is it because you want to be able to make sure you can go out with your husband doing what he loves to do? Or is it because you, you know that you're at high risk for heart disease from your family genetics? What is your why? What is your power? Do you want to be alive longer on this planet? And as you live longer, how do you want your body to work for you? So there's lots of great whys. You have two more minutes. We'll do a quick close-up. We're almost done. It's a shorty today. Ready and go. Right? Your why is this commitment important to you? The why is going to power and fuel these ideas that you had from four. Question four. over halfway you're doing great please keep writing that's lucky he knows we're going the sleeping beast has awakened And ta-da. Okay, well done. You've made it to almost the end. I want to encourage you to go back to number four, take one idea this week, and just try it on for size. Don't worry if it's not sustainable. Don't worry if, it doesn't, if you don't like it. Try it once. Just give it a shot. Um, hopefully this has inspired you. I'm inspired. I'm going to take Lucky out right now. We're going to go get some sunshine. We've already gone up Baldy this morning, which is where the ski mountain where I live. He got in 10 miles. I think I got in two, which is perfect. Um, and thank you for listening and being part of this. Next week's podcast is going to be about acceptance, and I am going to have the live group coaching. I will have that recorded. I do know how to do that. I am not sure what happened this week, but I'm very proud of you for tuning in anyway. And I appreciate your patience on this learning curve. 
It's been great chit-chatting with you today from my little house here in Ketchum, Idaho. This is Angela Freeman of Angela's Gym. You can connect with me at goingtoangelas.com. That's my website. You can sign up for my Sunday email if you want some inspiration to be awesome landing in your inbox. And you can find me on Instagram at Angela's Gym, uh, Facebook at Angela's Gym, and I am at Angela's Gym on Twitter. And I do want to give a little shout, shout out to my, my remote friend, Jeannie High, uh, for listening, for, for feedback on Lucky Barking last time. You kept listening anyway. I appreciate everybody who did that. Um, and I want to also give another hey to my Jeannie Keel and her brother Richard, who were not at the group coaching that have been there. And I miss you guys, and I hope you got a chance to listen to this. And I just want you to know I'm looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday. And everybody else who's listening, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope this is helpful, and I am now going to stop talking. Okay, bye.